The message you're about to listen to is produced by the Trans Edge Church. We believe you will be blessed and changed by it. The Trans Edge change is inevitable. But let us pray. Father, we thank you. I praise you for your goodness, for your mercy, for your kindness, for who you are and for the mighty things that you've done. I thank you because you are with us. You are with us. From the beginning of the year till now, you've been with us. You've shown yourself mighty and strong. And we'll praise you for that. And even tonight, oh God, as we hear your word, our minds are open. Our hearts are open to receiving. Our heart is a fertile soil. And as we receive your word, it will grow and change us to who you want us to be every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 124 verse 1. If it has not been the Lord on our side, if it had not been the Lord on our side, if it has not been the Lord on our side, you know, it's been a great year. It's been a trying year as well. But if it had not been the Lord on our side. In other words, he is on our side. And if it wasn't for him, for some of us would have lost our minds. For some of us would would have just given in and go, you know what? It's not worth it. For some of us would have just felt like, you know what? Why am I worrying myself over this thing and nothing is changing, but I'm still trying to push on. If it has not been the Lord on our side. You know, he said, let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side when people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. They would have, but they didn't. Not because they didn't try, but they couldn't. If it had not been the Lord on our side, when people attacked us, they would have sold us alive. When their anger fled against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. But instead... Praise be the Lord, who has not let us be turned by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken. Say that with me. The snare has been broken. And we have escaped. We were trapped. But the snare was broken. Oh, how many of you don't, didn't feel trapped in 2018? Oh, at some point I felt trapped. But the snare has been broken. And we have escaped. If it had not been the Lord on our side. You see, we weren't, smart. We weren't that smart. We weren't that gorgeous to the point where nothing ever attacks us. But one thing I know, I have been graced. 
I have been graced by God. I, I, you see, he has me on the palm of his hand. He said, he has engraved my name on the palm of his hands. So I'm not afraid of anything that happens. Why? Because I know who I've got beside me. If it had not been the Lord on our side. You see, I may say I have faith, but it's not about my faith. It's about the one in whom my faith is based. Because faith and fear works alike. Faith comes by hearing and fear comes by hearing. And hearing is not only the sense of hearing from your ears, what you hear. Hearing covers also the sense of sight. It covers the sense of touch, the sense of feeling. It covers the five normal senses. But I tell you something about faith. Faith does not respond to the five senses. Faith responds to a sense that is beyond the five senses. But fear responds to the five senses. Are you still here? So while fear is responding to the five senses, faith goes above. You see, faith only responds upward. Fear responds on a two-dimensional surface. So if it had not been the Lord on our side, on a lateral level, what I see or what I saw could have engulfed me. The snare could have kept me bound. But if it had not been him who I trusted in, and not just because of the trust, because he could trust on anything, but it's the capacity of the one in whom you trust to come delivering you. If it had not been the Lord on our side, So let Israel say, if the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, and we might look at the word here, people, because in the context of the Israelites, they fought physical war. But in our context today, it might not just be physical war, and it might not even be about people, the physical people, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty true God. And we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And then, you know our favorite verse, right? Ephesians 6, right? See, but then put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to do what? We stand on the evil day and having done all to stand. And he went ahead to say, but stand therefore having your loins girt with the belt of truth, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and the breastplate of right. You see, all of that is to let you know that the devil has been studied and defeated. Yeah, amen. Come on. You, you see that? 
Because he's giving you every tool you ever need against the enemy. But interestingly, one of the tools is the, the helmet of salvation. And you know we've studied this in the past, that the helmet of salvation is to protect your mind. So that you know every time, regardless of what you think, you are saved. Helmet of salvation keeps reminding you, I am a child of God. I am a child of God. So regardless of what is coming around you, just know who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? I'm born of God. The greater one lives on the inside of me. I am born. Hey, say that with me. I'm born of God. Completely. Completely. So that is not to say that we fight against anything, but that we are not affected by what our senses decide to perceive. Because our senses may want to perceive something that is not of faith. And the scripture says anything that is not of faith is sin. So it's not just about the action that you carry on, but it's about Anything that you do outside of faith. And it's of faith in the Lord Jesus. Of faith in his power. So in other words, let's define sin in a different form today. Right. In other words, if you are not believing for your healing, it's a sin. Right? First John chapter, chapter 1 verse 9, it said, if you ask for the forgiveness of sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Huh? Now, if you ask for forgiveness of sin and you stand up still feeling guilty and sinful, what's that? Sin. Why? Because you are working outside of faith. Because he said he is faithful and just to forgive you. So do you believe him? So, if you can believe God for what he says he can do, then you're walking outside of faith. And if you're walking outside of faith, it's quite unfortunate that, that you are the modern day sinner. You get my point? Walk in faith. Walk in faith. Walk Completely trust in him for what he says he can do. Trust in his word. And the unfortunate thing is that his word at times does not make sense. So if you try to make it make sense to you, it won't work. Because if it made sense, everyone on earth would have being Christians by now. Because everyone is thinking and going, oh well, God sent Jesus through Virgin Mary. That does not make sense. How can a virgin have a child? Come on. And then science came to say that you can't have a child without, you know, the natural process of Having a child. So, how is that possible? And can I say you were not the only one that asked that question? 
In fact, Mary asked the same question. How can this be? <laughs> what are you talking about? I know I've got a boyfriend. But hey, it's just a boyfriend and we've not done anything. In fact, we've not even kissed. So how can it be? And you're talking about a baby. And the way you're talking, it seems like the baby is already there. So how can this be? And the angel said to Mary, he said, hey. He said, for with God. Can you take that home tonight? That for with God, nothing is impossible. Are you struggling with a particular thing that you, you feel like you can't give it up? For with God, nothing is impossible. Oh, define nothing for me. Nothing is nothing. Right? It's nothing. Praise God. So have faith in him. Completely trust in him. Even if it doesn't make sense, that's even better. Trust in him. Trust, tr come on, trust in him. He said, you shall lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. How does that make sense? Talk to me. How does that make sense? Well, the sick would rather believe in Panadol then believe in your hand. What's in your hand? Nothing. But it requires your faith to see beyond the nothingness in my hand to connect it to the God of impossibilities. Because with him, all things are possible. If the Lord had not been on our side, when people attacked us, when my mind was thinking everything I've tried has always worked against me, when I felt like the world is ending, when I felt like the friends that I used to know are no longer there for me, when I felt like my relationships just ended and I, I don't know where to go from here, when I felt like regardless of how much I've put in, the more I put in, the less I tend to see. When I felt that way, so the Lord had been on our side. He had been on our side. He's working out things for your good. When you felt like there was no money in your pocket, that the last dime is what you just gave us an offering. And you're thinking, God, so what am I going to do? How do I catch a bus back home? How do I catch a train? And probably you're not even there. Yours is different. How about Rent is due, and there's no money to pay for your rent. How about you have all the monies to pay for your rent and everything, but there's no joy in your heart? You've got everything, you know, physically possible to live a good life, but there's no joy. There's no peace in your heart. Do you know when people commit suicide, they feel like they are the worst position in their lives. Do you know? They feel like they are the worst position in their life. If only they can just wait and compare their lives to the life of other people. They will realize that they are not at the worst position. Actually, some of them are even better off than those who's got some joy of some sort. Can I ask you, 
How many times? When was the last time you sat back to count the blessings in your life? When was the last time you said, God, let, let's think about it. You know? You've given me joy. And it's not just joy per se. I see people around me. I belong to a community of people. And everything I do, people tend to respond to me. I'm not by myself. I'm not alone. That's a blessing. I don't have anything against people who depend on oxygen. But that's not how it's supposed to be. Right? But somehow, they found themselves in that situation. And I pray for their healing every day. But however, you are not dependent on oxygen gas. You're not. You still breathe freely. I think that's a blessing. I think that there's nothing you did to deserve that. That's my thought. I don't think there's anything you did to deserve to be in a good place. But you found yourself where you are right now. It is a blessing. It is a blessing. It is a blessing to still be able to wake up and say, God, I thank you. Although I'm not happy because I have not gotten all the things that I want in the world. But I'm grateful for what you've been to me. And I want to say... That everyone sitting right here, right now, your needs have been met. True or false? Oh, no, no, talk to me. Come on. Don't leave me by myself. Your needs have been met. In fact, what you've been praying about is your wants. And the wants, you can live without. But most of the needs have been met. And your needs are basic things, critical things that you ever need to live a good life. Or just to live, basically. And you've not really done anything to guarantee that. But my question is, if it had not been the Lord on your side, where would you have been? Where would you be by now? You know, some, some of you, you just open the scriptures and read from a verse. And that does it for you. Some of you, you listen to music that you've always listened to, but it feels like God is speaking to you through just a, a line of a lyric. For some of you, you pray, and all of a sudden you went on your knees very troubled, but you got up filled with joy or filled with faith. Some of you, you come to church brokenhearted, but you're living not with anything special done to you, but you're living Fulfilled. If it had not been the Lord on your side. You see, the Lord being on our side is nothing else but with faith. With our faith because we trust in him. And don't forget Hebrews says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. And it's suggesting that 
the things that you have not seen yet believed, Jesus says you are blessed on account of that. So for those of you who have not seen me yet you believed, you are blessed. And it can, um, the Amplified Version say you are empowered to prosper. Think about that word for a minute. You are empowered to prosper. So I'll say to you, from now being the 28th day of December, three days to the end of the year, I'll give you a challenge. That every time you think about the Lord, give him thanks. Let the idea of Psalm 124 come back to your memory and say, if it had not been the Lord on our side, where would I have been? Where would I have been? The last verse there, please. If you've not gotten the point that we've been talking about, you know, for the past few minutes, this probably might get your attention. Verse 8, it says, Our help, say that with me, Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Have you ever found yourself in trouble? Hey, can I tell you where your help is? In the name of the Lord who made everything. You see, when it says heaven and earth, you can kind of mentally separate it. But what it means there is everything. The maker of everything. You know how people used to use the word uh, idiomatically to say, oh, well, you know, I've got nothing in heaven and earth. In other words, you've got nothing, right? Or, oh, heaven and earth is coming against me. That means everyone is coming against you. But now he's saying, our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. So all your idea of heaven and earth, he's the maker of it all. So if you think the world is coming against you, your help is in the name of the Lord who made the whole world. Psalm 24, he said, the earth is the Lord's. In other words, it belongs to God and everything in it. The world and day that world they're in. It belongs to God. And is the God with whom we have to do. Our help is in the name of the Lord. So if you don't know what to do, just call on the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs in and they're safe. And all you need to do is just to believe. Why? Because all things are possible to them that believe. Everything is possible to them that believe. You see, I always say something about only two people on earth. Everything is possible to. Number one is God. And the second person is you, if you believe. 
The angel said, for with God, nothing is impossible. And then Jesus came into the scene and said, all things are possible to them that believe. So in saying that there is something that is common between you and God, impossibility. With God, nothing is impossible. To you who believe, nothing shall be impossible. And get this in your spirit. Because your mind may not believe it very quickly. Your mind wants to think about it and make it make sense. If I were you, I'll bypass the mind and let it land in my spirit. Okay? Bypass the mind. You know, uh, at, at times when you know the name of the landlord, right? You bypass the gatekeeper. Okay? Now your mind is the gatekeeper to your heart. Okay? And because anything coming to your heart, your mind will want to reassess it. Okay, let's think about it first before it lands. But at times, you know the name of the landlord. You go, I am looking for. And say, hold on, hold on, I need to search. You just get your phone and call Mr. And go, hey, I'm outside here waiting for you, but your gatekeeper is keeping me out here. Now, what do you think the landlord will do? He said, give that phone to the gatekeeper. Do you know who is there standing? Can I tell you his name? I've got three minutes. Can I tell you his name? His name is Jesus. Allow him in. What are you talking about? Why would you say, this guy is Jesus? I love Jesus. I respect Jesus. The mind will say, I respect Jesus, but he does not look like him. But Jesus is saying, go in my name. So every time you show up in the name of Jesus, what you're doing is legally impersonating him. It's legal because he says so. So you go in and say, in the name of Jesus, the gatekeeper will allow you. Why? Because you've called on the name of the landlord. You've used the name of the landlord. The gatekeeper will go. So can I say, let this word rest in your spirit. Bypass your mindset. Because it might not make sense to your mindset. But use the name of the Lord. And can I say, for every negative thing that you ever perceive happening in your life, use the name of the Lord. Why? Because our help is in the name of the Lord who made everything. Who made everything. Take that home tonight. 124, Sam, verse 8. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made everything. He made everything. He made 2018. And he made 2019. You see, we've been at church all morning from 10 a.m. till now. But we're having a meeting, uh, our annual general meeting. And, and, you know, we've gone through, literally we've gone through the whole 2019. And that's us as a church, just going through the whole year in one sitting. Us human beings going through the whole year and we already see the success in 2019. How about God? How about God? Who sees the end from the very beginning? Before he sets you on the path, he knows where you are landing. So why would you be afraid? Why would you be afraid? Our help is in the name of the Lord. 
he made heaven and earth. You might be going through something right now because that was not part of your plan. But can I say to you, it's part of his plan. It's part of his plan. But never forget, his plan is to prosper you regardless of what you're going through. You see, when you wake up in the morning, you decide, okay, where am I going to? I'm going to go see Craig. All right, great. So on the way to Craig's house, I didn't put into my plan the two traffic lights before your house. No, I didn't even consider that there's going to be a heavy traffic on Jamison Road. I didn't, that was not part of my plan. My plan is I see myself in my house and in 10 minutes I'll be at Craig's. Okay, but what happens between here and Craig's house has already been orchestrated by God. You might consider them a challenge, but God considers them building you. Are, are you still here? He's building you. And probably when you get to Craig's house, if you had gotten to Craig's house, at the time you said you would get there, Craig is not even at home. He's gone for a jog. All right? He's gone for a walk. So the, the, the traffic light may hold you for a while so that when you get to Craig's house, it gives you the time for Craig to go for his pretty walk and come back and meet him at the right time. And who knows right there? While you're trying to get angry at yourself for the light not changing to green while you just got there. God is showing you how to be patient. Just in case you finally get to Craig's house, he's not there. You get impatient and you walk away. You see, for everything that happens in our lives, there is a plan. But never forget that whilst God has planned all of that, his ultimate plan is to prosper you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can we stand on our feet? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Our help is in the name of the Lord. And if it has not been the Lord on our side, so many things would have happened. But we are still here because our help is in the name of the Lord. The message you've heard was produced by the Trans Edge Church, and we hope it has inspired you. For more information, please visit our website, www.thetransedge.com.